0: Welcome back to another episode of Bible Conversations. Today, we have a guest with us, Robert Dotson, and we're going to be talking about salvation. It's good to be back, uh, Dylan, and, and we've got somebody uh, extra special with us today. He'll be speaking in our summer series
1: yeah, tonight. I always like having a guest on the podcast. Yeah,
0: it's it's wonderful. Robert, I'll I'll let you introduce yourself. Well, uh, Robert Dodson from the Northwest
2: Church of Christ out here in uh, North Texas, pretty close to you guys here at Keller. And, yeah. and I really love and appreciate you guys. So honored to be on the podcast today. You know, when I think about y'all, I think about, Two guys who are really trying to serve the Lord. Well, Ryan, I appreciate that. We, uh, we are. <laughs> you know, you, you love the church and yeah. you love lost souls.
0: And yeah. so I think we have that kindred heart. Absolutely. I agree with that. Well, we, uh, I guess you and I talked a little bit on Monday because uh, that was when we had our SYS. It was not Tuesday because Tuesday was the 4th of July. Right. Um, and we, we talked a little bit about, you know, what you might talk about on the podcast. And uh, I think you've decided to talk about salvation. Uh, just the the necessity of it and how it can, uh, well, how it can help everybody. Yeah, when I'm talking about salvation, I'm thinking
2: about deliverance, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. getting rescued, being set free. But yeah. you know, there's a lot of kinds of salvation out there. But but the worst thing that we have to deal with is sin. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I don't know if people recognize what a heavy burden that is and how it takes over their heart, takes over their life, yeah. and you know. Uh, people trying to live with that burden every day, I, I can understand why a lot of people were just kind of wanting to give up on life. And,
1: well, there's and, a reason you know. that Paul, as he writes to the church in Rome, uh, describes uh, sin as something that we're slaves to, um, something that, that we are literally bound by, that, that we are uh, are chained up by. Um, and it, it's not something that is uh, easily recognized as, uh, as being a slave to by those who— Aren't aware or, or aren't uh, as as knowledgeable of uh, the word, but it really is a, a burden. It really is something that um, can weigh down on somebody. And so, uh, I like the phrase deliverance. Uh, that uh, salvation brings deliverance, but um, a, another word I'll throw out there is peace. Also, uh, the the salvation through Jesus brings brings peace. It it's something that that really uh, comforts the soul.
2: Yeah, I think about. Uh, the power that sin has over us mm-hmm. and the guilt yeah, uh, and the condemnation that hangs over us. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, to be released from all of that yeah, and to live a, a life of peace, like you say, yeah, to be reconciled to God. And I mean, they, all of those ideas yeah. are so important.
0: What's, uh, <laughs> what's interesting about that is, you know, I'm, were you raised in the church? I was. Okay. So I'm the only one here who was not. Okay. And, um, <laughs> As someone who who lived a life where, you know, I wasn't a Christian, I didn't go to church, I didn't have any part of that, uh, you know, there, there were portions of my life where sin wasn't ever a consideration or a thought. And as you were mentioning, it's hard to recognize that you're enslaved by something when you don't recognize it as being enslaving, right? Yeah. And so going through and looking back at periods of my life, I... You know, felt like I was free and felt like I was, a, I think Satan has done a really, uh, you know, unfortunately we have to give credit where credit is due. And I think Satan has done a wonderful job of making sin seem like something that is not burdensome. And until, until we come to the realization that sin is burdensome, uh, it, it, all it is is just it's another way of life. For some people and some people view it as just, well, that's just how I, it's just how I live. That's just what I do. Like, it's not a burden for me Mm -hmm. to go out and do that. I enjoy going out and doing that stuff, but they don't realize the burden it is on the soul. Yeah. And and, you know, the
2: Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. The Mm -hmm. idea is, is that, you know, we don't see it at first for a moment. It's really great. And it may be for years in your life, but it ends up, it it ruins us and it destroys our relationships, our homes and our country. Yeah. Everything. So, well, what's the answer? Well, (laughs) the only only answer is Jesus Christ. I mean, it's of God. Uh, uh, I think about in 1 Corinthians 1, the Apostle Paul was – Talking to the church there at Corinth, I mean, talk about a wicked city. Yeah, but they had come to the Lord, and and of course they were real proud of their Greek culture and mm-hmm. all their knowledge and, and their philosophies and understandings. Yeah, and, but but he was trying to say, hey, here's what here's what saves. Yeah, that man and all of his wisdom could not save anybody. That we've done a lot of things in in our world, yeah. but but nobody has been able to save man from
0: sin but God, and he did that through Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, and, you know, you mentioned 1 Corinthians 1. Mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 15, Paul continues on this. He's, he's he's built up this argument, right? And he tells him, in, starting in verse 3, he says, I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the Twelve. and And this idea that that is the gospel, right? That Jesus, he had a, he had a life on this earth. He was born, he lived, he died, he was buried, he was resurrected. He appeared and then he ascended. And so often we, we leave out that appearance part. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, we, we don't, we don't think about, well, Jesus appeared to the people. Yeah. He was resurrected and he ascended, but there was that appearance. And that appearance was the verification that he had resurrected and the verification that he had ascended. Without that appearance, those two things are simply conjecture. And so, uh, it's it's such a beautiful thing what God has done. It's a it's an awful thing that it had to be done. Uh, you know, we we think of sin as a a problem in everybody's lives. I mean, we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, and it's because of us that mm-hmm. Jesus died.
2: Well, I'm thinking of a guy when you guys were all talking about this. Um, uh, this fellow was raised in a bar. He wasn't raised in the church. I <laughs> yeah. uh, ended up bouncing, you know, being a bouncer for the bar later mm. on, you know, and uh but I remember when I was visiting with him, uh I don't know what all came into his life, but he knew he needed something. Yeah. And I just told him the story of Jesus. I mean, how much God loves us. Yeah. Had made a way for us. Yeah. And and, and what Jesus did on on the cross. And yeah, yeah. And I I mean, he just kinda of swelled up. Tears in his eyes. You could tell he was touched. And he, because he didn't know that kind of love. He didn't know that kind of care. He he didn't understand uh, that someone could have any kind of feelings for him
0: like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: like he was discovering something brand new. Yeah. Yeah. People only know what they
0: know. And until you're told, you know, how are people going to know the gospel unless they hear it? You know, that's, that's, I'm uh, not ashamed of the gospel. Paul yeah. said it's the power of God to salvation to
2: everyone that believes, to the Jew first, also to the Greek. I yeah. mean, he was saying, here's the power. And so I, I just encourage my brothers and sisters, you know, I want to tell them, just just tell people about Jesus. It's yeah. a simple story. People yeah. need to hear it. Yeah. Don't be afraid to tell it. Don't be ashamed to tell it. And, yeah.
1: Well, and, and here's the crazy thing about that <clears throat> is even in America where I would venture to say majority of the population knows who Jesus Christ is. They still don't know the story of Jesus. They still don't know the love of Jesus. And so we still have a whole lot of people that we have to talk to, to tell about the love of Jesus, Um, because they may know of him, but they don't know him, if that makes sense.
0: I think there's been so much false teaching, all you have to do is say a prayer. Right. All you have to do is just accept him in your heart. And so what that does is it takes away this idea of you need to know who Jesus was. Mm-hmm. And you need to understand what he did and need to know about his life. And, you know, you, you can ask people – uh you know, when I was growing up, you could ask people, well, who are the people in the Brady Bunch, right? And know all the people from the Brady Bunch. That might be before your time. No, I I loved watching Brady Bunch on TV land. But then, you know, you ask them today, who are the Kardashians? And they'll be able to name all the Kardashians and all the people they're dating, right? And you ask, you know, just who are all these famous people? People know who was Jesus. Well, he was, you know, this guy that lived a long time ago. Well, okay, but what did he do? What happened to him? What was his story, right? And the the idea that we know so much about, to be blunt, people that are inconsequential and or are fabricated, right? People on TV shows. But we don't know about Jesus. We don't know about our Savior. And I think in America, we've come to this point where it's, it's not necessary in people's eyes, in people's hearts, to know about Jesus. Because they think all they have to do is say a prayer or accept them into their heart. They've been taught this. Satan has done a great job of convincing people that the sin is not burdensome and that Jesus is not necessary. Well, I mean, when you do hear the
2: story, the whole story, yeah, and you understand what it's really about, yeah, then you're going to put your faith in Him. Yeah. You're going to mm-hmm. trust Him. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be crying out like they did in yeah. Acts the second chapter. What do I, what yeah. shall I do? Yeah. What do I do? In other words, uh, you're ready to turn your whole heart your whole life over to him because yep. he does love you because he did this for you because you do trust him yeah and so it, it's real you know it is it, it's, it's not just you know going to church and saying hey i love jesus you know yeah. like putting a bumper sticker on your car but it, it yeah. you have to make a decision the bible calls it repentance yeah the idea is yeah, i've got to decide i don't want to live in sin anymore i realize how Awful sin is. I see what it's done in my life and the lives of others. I don't have anything to do with that. I want to. I want to live for God. Yeah. And I think that the other side there is part of it. You know, we're not just running away from sin, yeah. but we're running to God. We we have someone who can teach us how to live, how to how yeah. to have an abundant life, who can who can bring us home to heaven with Him forever. I mean, that's that's we've got to bring people to that to that point in their life. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Jesus said, he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talk a lot about faith. We talk a lot about baptism. But in the middle of that is this change of our heart yep. that must take place, this yep. decision that we make to
0: to turn away from sin to God.
2: Yeah,
0: And uh, so. Well, and that, that change of heart is really a, it's a change of mind. Right. And exactly. it's, it's that It's Romans 12. Right. You know, be transformed by the renewal of your mind mm-hmm. so that by testing you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect and so you know we, we say heart but we mean mind mm-hmm. <laughs> right we mean the, the way that we think the way that we go about mm-hmm. uh, you know talking about things and, and the way that we go about addressing people and, and doing certain things it's it's absolutely a change of it's a change of heart a change yeah. of mind mm-hmm. to serve God but people don't do that. Unless they recognize that there's an issue, and yeah. and that's you know sometimes the hardest thing because some people some people never realize it. Some people are told over and over and they never come to that realization. And, and I think that's part of why Jesus says talks about the narrow gate and the wide gate. Right? Is there's there is a
1: wide gate and many will find it. But, you know, it's looking at it from the perspective of trying to share the message of Jesus and trying to yeah. help people come to that realization that um, that they are a slave to sin, that they need Jesus to, to set them free, that they need to turn to him to run towards him. And um, w- once you see that change happen in somebody, yeah. it almost becomes uh, like this this thing that you want to chase. It, uh, it's, a, it's a catalyst for change for you. Yeah, it's a absolutely. But, uh, yeah. the, the thing that I was thinking is it's like, it's, it's almost this, this feeling that you're like, I really want to see that happen in somebody else's life again. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I I'm thinking of, uh, some of our teenagers over this, uh, the past six months, really this year, there have been a lot of them that have come to the understanding of, I don't know what I'm doing and I need to, to, to turn to Christ, um, yeah. you know it's kids that have heard the message of their whole life growing up, and yeah. um, and reach the point where they're like, "Why haven't I made this decision to to follow Christ to put him on in baptism yet?" And yeah. and when you see uh, the the tears flowing, the hearts completely pricked by um, by their understanding that they've reached and. Seeing that from my perspective, I'm like, I really, really want to chase that again because I want everybody to come to that understanding. And so yeah. the more and more you share the gospel, then the more and more you're going to want to continue to share the gospel. It's it's almost an yeah. addicting kind of thing where I'm like, yeah. I, I really want more of that. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think the the reality of
0: doing that, changing somebody's life and seeing the fruits of that, of course we want to do that more and more. And it yeah. becomes easier to do that more and more. It becomes easier to yeah. talk about it. And I can really relate to
2: that because even though I became a Christian pretty early on in my life, uh, I kind of got away from the Lord mm-hmm. during my middle school years and then into into high school. But I always had this conscience telling me, you know, I'm not where I need to be with the Lord. And yeah. when I made that commitment to come back to Him, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I've never turned back from that. and. and and I, I wanted to give my life to help others to know Jesus the way I came to know him. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, whether it's in your teenage years that you realize you need something or maybe it's many years later, whatever's going on. Yeah. Uh, I I think that if they can see that those of us who know him, if they can see that difference in us, mm-hmm. then they're going to be asking. And they're going to be, yeah. you know, like Peter said, Ask you the reason for the hope that lies within you, yeah. 1 Peter 3.15. Yeah. And we, we're ready with that answer. And, and that answer is Jesus, and it's that story that's going to melt people's hearts, and it's that story that's going to cause them to make that decision to turn from sin, to turn to God. But if I could, I just want to spend a moment on, yeah. on uh, you know, I mentioned baptism earlier just in passing, but yeah. I think that really gets to what we're talking about when we're, we're talking about really turning our life over to God because Paul describes it like a death and a burial and a resurrection. Romans six, you know. Mm-hmm. Romans six, we're baptized into Christ. We're baptized into His death. We're buried with Him by baptism into death, like as He was raised from the dead, so we can walk new in, in newness of life. Yep. It's like the beginning. It's like that moment where we're 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 taking our faith and we're trusting Jesus in this very moment uh, to have our sins washed away, to be cleansed. Uh, we're dying. I'm going to die to that old Robert, <laughs> Yeah. and I'm yeah. going to have that that old sinner buried with Christ, mm-hmm. uh, so that he doesn't live anymore. Yeah, yeah. and I'm going to, as Jesus was raised, I'm going to be new in Christ. Now that that new life, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Uh, uh, the idea that I can have a new life. I don't know if people think that's possible. Hmm. You know, they look at their life, and they ruined their life, and they're in this situation here, and they're like, I can't do anything. I'm unworthy. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares for me. I can never get out of this. Yeah. Uh, he can completely transform, like the word you used from Romans 12, to <clears throat> change your heart, change your life. Yeah. Uh, you start setting it on Christ. You turn it over to him, and uh, you might be surprised how he can completely give you a whole new life that you love and
0: that you want to share with other people. Yeah, he absolutely can. And it's not that it's going to be easy, you know, it's going to take work, you know, people, we are, I guess we are the consequence of our actions, right? And so where we are and what we do and what happens to us is a consequence of our actions. Now there are times where other people's actions impact us, but, But generally speaking, what we do impacts where we are. Mm -hmm. And so by turning our life over to Jesus, we're choosing to make all sorts of different decisions, choosing to to make a a completely live a different lifestyle. Um, You know, I I think to to John 3, where Jesus is talking uh, to Nicodemus, he says, you must be born again. Mm -hmm. You must be born of the water and the spirit. Well, what does Acts 2.38 say? Right? That Once you have been baptized, you will receive the gift of the Spirit. And what do we know we're baptized in? Well, Acts 8, we're baptized in water, right? Ethiopian, see, here is water. So we must be born again. And I think Nicodemus asks, asks such a good question, you know, how, how am I going to be born again? Like that's a. I can imagine you're presented with something like that. That's a really weird thought. Yeah, I got to be born again. Am I going to enter into my mother's womb a second time?
1: No, that's not yeah. what he said. And but even I, though the phrasing is different, I think a lot of yeah. people still ask that kind, same kind of question. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? I can sure. have a new life, just like mm-hmm. you were saying, yeah. Robert? Because that being born again, yeah, that's what that is. It's a new life. It is, but it's still the same kind of just confused mentality of like, yeah. what do you mean? I can have a new life? What yeah. do you mean? I can be born again?
2: Yeah, yeah, but it's like uh, once you make that decision, yeah. to trust Christ with it. It, like you said, it, it's not always easy. I mean, you're going to, it's like a little baby trying to learn how to walk yeah. and talk all yeah. over again, like the new birth you're talking about. Yeah. So it's like a new birth spiritually. And yeah, I, I'm learning how to live this whole new life. Yeah. But if, if you'll keep that faith and, and yeah. you'll trust him, uh, and you'll begin to see how he can bless you in ways yeah. you never thought of, uh, possible. I, I, I think the
0: key right there is the keeping the faith. Yes. Just keep the faith. Perseverance. Amen. Because, you know, you can, yeah and we, and we've seen it unfortunately we we've, we've all seen it somebody's seems like they're on fire right talking about the parable of the sower right mm-hmm. seems like they're on fire and then something happens in the world and their faith is choked out and they fall back to what they were doing they didn't they didn't persevere through the difficult times and unfortunately people who come to Christ later in life if they have lived a life of sin those consequences are still with them and so even as a christian they have to bear those consequences but that doesn't mean that they can't get out of that. It doesn't mean their life can't change because it absolutely can. And God has promised us, you know, that, that we have a way of escape from our temptations. It's not promised us that life is going to be easy. It's not promised us life is going to be always fun and glamorous. And, you know, we're going to be wealthy and rich and have all the stuff we want. But God has promised us that we will have salvation. We will have deliverance right
2: he's That's, promised to give us everything we need yes to obtain that eternal life yep. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah we got the bible and all of its encouragement its promises and and examples and we have the church we have our brothers and sisters we're not alone in this you know and and, and i'm just sure. want to remind my fellow christians you know hey we need to lean on each other. We need, to, we need each other. And, and, and so we we've got the Bible, we got the church. Of course, the Spirit of God lives in us. And as we believe and obey that word, we, we yeah. just see Him, uh, completely transform and change us yeah. day by day, you know, uh, and it, it's a wonderful experience to grow like that and to, yeah. and, 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 and to, to become more and more into the, the image of Jesus Christ, and and that's what gives us uh, the assurance we really need. Yeah, the hope. Uh, I like how John talks about it in First John chapter one, mm-hmm. and he reminds us, you know, that if we say uh, that
0: uh, we er, walk in the light,
2: yeah, well, yeah, and, and even before that, in First John chapter one and verse six, he says, you know, that if we walk in darkness, yeah, and uh, we say we have fellowship with God, we lie and do not the truth, yeah. Uh, but he said, if we walk in the light, as he's in the light, yeah. we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of his son cleanses us from all our sins. Yeah. And so, you know, there are people who fool themselves. They think they can go on and live however they want to, but yeah. Jesus is saying, you know, if we will, if we will strive to follow Christ, stay with him, and then he's there to cleanse us. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna sin. In fact, the very next verse in 1st John 1 8, he says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Yeah. The truth is not in us. So we've got to be honest. So if we're walking that honest, sincere walk with Jesus, we're being honest about our sins. We're striving to follow him. If we confess our sins, it says in verse uh, number 9, yeah. uh, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I think that's where our assurance comes from, is, is we're, we're keeping faith with Jesus mm-hmm. and being honest about our sin. And we can know we have eternal life. Absolutely. At 1 John 5.13, mm-hmm. these sayings are written to those who believe in the name of the Son of God. Yeah. Uh, that they may know they have eternal life, that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Yeah. That That's what excites me so much. Yeah. I know that I've got Jesus here today. Yeah. And that he's... He's there to get me to heaven. He's doing everything to get me to heaven. Yeah. As long as I keep faith with Him, I'm being honest about my sin. Mm-hmm. I have that assurance every day. Yes. And that's what causes me to continue to yeah.
0: believe on mm-hmm. Him. Mm-hmm. To, to trust him. Yeah. Romans 8 1, mm-hmm. there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And you had mentioned Romans 6, right? Mm-hmm. We're baptized yeah. into Christ, yes. into his yeah. death, into his resurrection. And the end of Romans 8.
2: Yeah. More than conquerors. Than more than conquerors. Who loved us. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Exactly. The love of God so and Christ.
0: It, it really is, you know, I think, Dylan, you mentioned it before. The Bible is the greatest love story of all time. Yep. And, uh, yeah. you know, we, uh, <laughs> who are we to not share it? Amen. Who are we tonight? not? i, I got to give
2: you one thing before we leave because I, I think of Jesus' invitation in Matthew 11, yeah. 28 to 30. Yeah. Uh, I think he speaks to so many people. Uh, you know, He says, uh, all you who labor and are heavy laden, come to me and I'll give you rest. Yeah. Uh, that's what people need. I mean, they're, they're hurting, like I said. They're grieving. They're struggling. Uh, all kinds of things in this evil world of sin that we live in. That's not the way God made it. He made it good, but sin came in, destroyed it. He said, I still love you. I still want you to be with me. He sent his son into the world. Yep. Hey, and, uh, you know, if we'll come to him in faith, we'll make that decision. We'll give ourselves to him in baptism. We keep that faith. We're yep. devoted to him. Uh, he says, come, learn of me. Yeah. Come take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly in heart. You yep. shall find rest for yourselves. Yep. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Man, the burden of sin is heavy. It is. Yeah. But the, what Jesus wants for us can give us rest, give us peace, give us hope. Eternally. Absolutely.
1: Amen. Amen. All right. Well, you got anything to add? No. I, I, that's <laughs> better than any kind of bow I could put on this. All right. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll close this out. Robert,
0: thank you so much for, for being on here and, and being with us. We so appreciate it. Um, it's been a great time. I, I yeah. thank you for the privilege the opportunity. Of course. God bless yeah. you guys and your good work. Thank you. Well, uh, for those of you all listening, we, we hope you've enjoyed this conversation as much as we have. And we do ask that you uh, listen just a little longer. You can see how you can help us out. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to ask if you have any questions, suggestions, or comments that you please email us
1: at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media. We got a Facebook page as well as an Instagram account. Our Facebook page is very simple; it's just Bible conversations. On Instagram, it's very simple at Bible Conversations. Uh, look us up, like our posts, and share it with your friends. We also have a
0: an opportunity for you to help us financially through a through a store uh, via Kim's Closet, and you can find that. Uh, you can just type into Google Kim's Closet. We have a uh, we have a link as well that, that we will be. Uh, posting in in each of our episodes, and we just hope that you will uh, reach out and find us and uh, purchase a hoodie or a shirt uh, with the logo on it, and that way you can spread the word without having to say a word. So we appreciate you. Thank you all. Have a blessed week.